Hey there, everybody. Welcome to the show. Melissa, hi. Hi, Craig. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Good. Wonderful. Happy to be here. How was your week? Uh, it was nice. Oh. I had a lot of free time since the Bruins weren't playing. That's true. Yeah, my evenings really <laughs> cleared up. Big, and, and big gap in the... Oh, big ass gap. Oh, to say the same thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. between games, too. After... So it's Monday right now. And no, it's not. It's Tuesday right now. <laughs> <laughs> and after the Cavs and Celtics play tonight, they don't play for like three more days. Uh, yeah. Still. It's too much. It's brutal. Have you been watching this Capitals-Tampa Bay series? I, a little bit here and there. Tampa looks like shit. They sure do. Does not do make not look a like the team feel good. <laughs> that beat us. Not even a little bit. That's okay. I'm cheering against them. See, this goes back to my point. It's more fun to cheer against them. Mm. I hate cheering for Washington, though, so I really just hope yeah, for both me, teams lose somehow. For me, it's less cheering, more like casually observing the game and being like, man... Fuck you, fuck They're you. They're getting beat bad. No one's cool here. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Tampa Bay looks slow and like they have no defense. And those are like exactly the two ways that they beat us was like being fast Speed and having defense. great defense. And I'm yeah. like, the fuck happened here? You just had four miracle games all of a sudden? Yeah. It hasn't been great from a Bruins perspective. That's true. Yeah. Uh, should we get a little caught up so we know what we're talking about in the, in the, in the week that was in Boston sports? Yes. Let's start with the basketball team. Okay. Eh? So, uh, yeah. They're Canadian all of a sudden? So when we left you last, uh, that was right before Game 5 against Philly, which they subsequently won. They have, of course, moved on to the Eastern Conference Final against LeBron James and the Cavs. Uh, so far, so good. They uh, beat the crap out of them in Game 1, uh, 103-83. It's a 25-point margin of victory in Game 1 there for the Seas. So on we go. And Game two's tonight. It's Tuesday, as we just made clear before. <laughs> um, and we'll see how that goes. Uh, Sox update since we last spoke. They mm -hmm. went on a 10 game road trip. They were all over the place. They took three out of four against the Rangers, dropped two of three against the Yankees. Yikes. Um, and then took two out of three against the Blue Jays in Toronto. So like I said, they were like literally all over the place. They're now home against Oakland and are in second place in the division with the same amount of wins and losses as the Yankees. They're uh, actually, yeah, they lost last night and now they're a half game behind because oh, the Yankees didn't play. Uh, and they're behind in the head-to-head -head matchup. So even if the Yankees true. drop a game and they end up tied again, we're still behind somehow. Yep. Yep. True. Uh, Bruins, not really much to report, <laughs> but they had that uh, breakup day, they call it. Yeah. Where they all clean out their lockers all sad and the media yeah, they have to questions. repent. Yeah. Um, so the most really, uh, to me, the only notable thing that came out uh, was Brad Marchand fielded some questions about his his antics in this last postseason. And uh, we'll play the clip in a moment. But his, his tone and like what he said, how he said it was very different than anything we've heard from Brad Marchand uh, so far, because he's had he's had to he's had to answer from. For a lot of different things throughout his career, and this was very different. So we'll get to that soon. Uh, and then the Patriots just rounded out nothing much to report out of Foxborough. Rob Gronkowski celebrated his 29th birthday. HBD, Rob. Yeah, he was in Jamaica with his girlfriend. With his hot ass girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, I'm editing. <laughs> Craig wrote up the the recap, and I'm I'm editing. Yeah, his words out. Camille Caustic, look her up. Do yourself a favor. Turn on private browsing. <laughs> Look her up. No, it's not even Close that dirty. She's like a swimsuit model, not a porn yeah. star or anything. Not yet. Not yet is right. <laughs> it's a gateway. Swimsuit models gateway dress. <laughs> uh, and in other news, yes. the freaking Supreme Court uh, cleared the way on Monday for states to legalize sports betting. They struck down a federal law from 1992 that had prohibited most states from authorizing sports betting, saying in their decision, quote, 
The legalization of sports gambling requires an important policy choice, but the choice is not ours to make. Ours being, of course, the Supreme Court of the United States. Justice Samuel Alito wrote in the 63 opinion, quote, Congress can regulate sports gambling directly, but if it elects not to do so, each state is free to act on its own. Fuck it. YOLO. <laughs> Place your pets. <laughs> uh, this was a big win for uh, degenerates all across this great nation. Yeah. Speaking of degenerates, that yeah. takes me right into my opening take this well, week. Let's just go for it. Then. Naturally. I'm pumped. This is the best thing the Supreme Court's ever done. Well, <laughs> in, in my lifetime, I'm going to put an asterisk yeah, okay. on that and say in my lifetime. <laughs> now I'm thinking about some other things. Pretty good. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it's been a long time coming. It's been weird forever that Nevada somehow got an exception and was allowed to do sports betting. Mm. The arguments on the other side are, of course, that, you know, it it breeds poverty and it allows people to make bad decisions and people of meager means, you know, could spend above their ability and like not take care of necessities because of that. Yeah. But I look at it and say, like, those people are fucking gambling anyway. They're buying scratch tickets. They're buying Powerball tickets. They're illegally betting in their local bar. like Or just going to a casino. Yeah. Or finding a casino and gambling on something else yeah um you know and i think it creates new industry you look at companies like DraftKings and like what they're going to be able to do now they're like legally recognized so i'm all for it i can't wait to gamble on some sports i'm psyched about it too connecticut and, and new jersey i think already have passed the legislation yeah they're ready to go they, yeah. they, i heard a, i read a thing that said um that new jersey is going to be ready to go by like the time the nba finals are being played yeah i think connecticut they're gonna be like fully be like, up fully up and operational by the time like tip-off game one happens which is crazy to me can you imagine the amount of industry that's gonna bring into those states and cities too like that's more jobs being created when you think about like that's more people coming to your casinos and they're coming to watch games so that's like more food service more beverage service. oh yeah totally. like it it just creates a whole new economy within these casinos that frankly have been struggling for a while the casinos have oh yeah They've been, they've been losing a lot at the card table or just not a lot of people going to the card table? I think both. Uh, I mean, I'm assuming it's probably more the latter. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, probably not both, just the one. They're just making really bad bets. They're not splitting at blackjack. Yeah. Um, no, I think less people have been going. They've been making less money yeah. overall. Huh. You keep reading articles about that, particularly in Connecticut. Um, Massachusetts is about You're to much deeper entrenched in the gambling community than I am clearly uh, <laughs> i don't keep reading articles about that i i do uh because i get worried they're gonna take my gambling away yeah, then what yeah, will yeah. i do yeah and i think my one concern is massachusetts is about to open casinos i'm psyched for it mm -hmm. summer 2019 <laughs> not gonna get any tan they're not calling it the win though right what are they they're calling it the encore the encore so in vegas there's a win and an encore they're both uh -huh. owned by steve wins company yeah he got in a little trouble recently for some sexual harassment. Right, 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 right. Yeah, I was going to say, didn't he like do some shit? Yeah, so now they're just switching the name to the okay. Encore. Okay. It's the same property. The old switcheroo. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. giving it a different put lipstick on a pig right there. Do you think, so Massachusetts voted to allow the casino to happen like last year or a few years ago, mm -hmm. right? And people started building so, quickly. Yes. Yeah, so do you think they're going to, like specifically for Mass, do you think they're going to pork us or do you think they're yeah. going to roll with this thing and allow the allow sports stuff no i'm sure they're going to hose us it's such a goddamn massachusetts thing to do to like see an opportunity and be like well we want to protect the people like i'll protect myself i don't need your help thank mm. you um i can make my own decisions and just like force everyone you finally get the industry that you've been looking for in massachusetts in some of these economies that have been 
hurting for jobs, particularly like trade type jobs. Um, so Everett, that whole like North Shore community, yeah, yeah, like yeah. that's tons of jobs and construction and adding in sports betting, as I just said, gives you more jobs, more money coming into the economy because people are betting more. Yeah, which more is a restaurants, good more bars, more. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. All that stuff. It, and it's more more money for the state, too, because they take a portion of the winnings. Right. right. Like that's how it works. That's yeah. why states would allow gambling instead of raising taxes. They just. Right. Pass this and allow people to give the money in a different way. Yeah. I at least get to have fun while I'm giving them my money (laughs) instead of just handing it over for my paycheck. Yeah. Right. 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 And so I can totally just see them being like, no, no, no. We don't want to go that far. And it's like, you're in for it now. Just like do it. Right. Sports betting is the least offensive type of betting. Because at least there's like a game involved. There's time between when you bet and when the outcome happens. Yeah. Whereas if I'm in a slot machine, I'm just like pumping money in over and over and over and over again. Yeah, I do kind of the 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 argument of like we must protect the people from themselves kind of annoys me. Yeah, me too. You know, a lot. Like, there's so many ways to waste money. It's crazy. Yeah, and and you know, to my point before, if I open up a credit card, give me an hour and a half in like a guitar center, (laughs) I can ring up like a hundred thousand dollars of debt, and like no one's protecting me from that. No, they're encouraging it. It comes in the goddamn mail. Yeah, (laughs) postage paid. So Here's like, a new credit card for yeah, you. That whole line of logic. It baffles me. Kind of offends me. Oh, offends. I like that. That's my little libertarian streak. I, <laughs> it's not It's not like my whole, you know, cultural philosophy, but there is this little bit of like, fuck you. You can't tell me what to do <laughs> going on. I still think people are just doing it themselves. They're just doing it in a bar with yeah. Rocco, who's like been the town bookie right. for years and years and years. And it's probably going to like send his guys to kneecap you if you don't pay your bets. At least here, you got to pay the money up front. So there's none of that like borrowing, loan sharking. Yeah, yeah, It's yeah. all regulated in that way. Yeah. It's much safer, degenerate yeah. activity. Yeah. And you can, there's just so many ways around. You could just gamble whenever. You can gamble with your friends at home. Like who doesn't at the Super Bowl do squares, right? With their friends or like right. place bets for March Madness. Like now it's just legalized. Yeah, let's do it. Right. Yeah, I'm psyched. I'm pumped. I'm going to get rich. You going to get rich? 100%. We're totally going to get rich <laughs> off of this. It's going to be awesome. After week four, bet the Patriots every week. You'll make a fortune. <laughs> yeah, seriously, right? Uh, cool. Good take. Thanks, Supreme Court. Yeah. Woohoo. Appreciate you. Finally, the Republicans did something right. So do you want to, do you want to hear my opening take? I do. Uh, I'm excited. I've been waiting all week. It's less exciting than yours, Um, actually. It has to do with trying to figure out who yelled at Brad Marchand and broke his spirit. (laughs) Because in this, like in that breakup day, Bruins press conference, uh, and we're going to get to the Celtic stuff later. Don't worry about that. Yeah, we haven't forgotten. We got to clear out the, clear out the old stuff first. So yeah, in and I'll play the clip in a second, but in this press conference, you can just hear as Brad uh, as Brad Marchand's asked about like just he wasn't even asked a specific question about like the licking or anything. Like I think he was just asked like about general, you know, his approach to the game, like mm-hmm. playing on the edge, that kind of thing. And here's what he had to say. Some of the things that I'm doing have much bigger consequences and may I may ever uh, think or, or really um, believe will come out of it. I've always been a pretty easygoing guy, and there's not a whole lot that phases me um, at all. So, you know, I think it's kind of gotten to the point where, um, you know, especially when the last thing I ever want to do is kind of bring the embarrassment, you know, my teammates and, and the organization that I did. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I have to be a lot better. And I always said that in the past, but I think that that's going to be the thing that I really work on the most. I think I've kind of gotten my game into a pretty decent spot, uh, but. You know, I got a, I got some character things and, and things that I've done that 
you know, clearly needs some fixing. So it goes on, but that's kind of the point. Yeah. To me, like, and I've, I've, you know, through listening to uh, uh, way too much sports radio every day for my whole life, like I've heard Brad Marchand have to answer for like dumb shit before, but like he's never sounded like that or said some of the things that he said there. Yeah, like he you calls look, out. You his, look skeptical. I, I am. Well, I'm skeptical because it's easy to say that at the end of the season. What does yeah. he do when he gets back on the ice next season? Th- these are all great questions. Yeah, I'm not necessarily convinced that he's changed, but yeah. so far, based on what we have to go off of, which is to your point, nothing to do with playing on the ice. Right. We just have his words. But like, I think Cam Neely like locked him in a room and like screamed in his fucking face. Probably fucking like, fought him against the boards. I was trying to think of like who would like the thing he says like i like you know never wanted to bring embarrassment on myself or on the organization like Mm. that sort of like that sounds like like upper management higher higher than the coach that sounds like he is like saying the things that were said to him from someone in the organization who's like high up i'm sure lots of people feel this way but like people at your job who are like way above you who you sort of like respect because you have to, but most people think that their bosses are stupid. Yeah, of course. You know? Everyone thinks they could do their boss's job better. Yeah, yeah. right. So like, I, I'm sure... If my sure, boss is listening, not me, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that Brad Marchand feels that way about his coaches and the GM and like, you know, that's a normal thing for a person to think about their superiors. Neely, the reason I think it's Cam Neely, and like, sure, like Don Sweeney played in the NHL, Bruce Cassidy played in the NHL, but like Cam Neely's a fucking Hall of Famer. And he's n- he was like tough and would fight and was like his career was ended by you know getting a low bridge hit and it mm-hmm. fucked up his knee and he had to retire from hockey because you know someone I don't know. played dirty yeah 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 um and so like cam neely should get the respect from anybody who like walks through the door and i can just pick yeah I don't know, they show the shots of cam up in the on the ninth floor like reacting to games and stuff like, he's an intense dude still oh you know? yeah like, you, I he, can just, you can see him want to throw down sometimes i just like lace up the i encourage anybody to find this video it's on like it's on like the bruins website um like all these press all these like you know breakup day interviews like i just i can see it in his face i can hear it in his voice like he got he got fucking scolded hard Someone. and I, I can't imagine it was the first time but this is the first time that his shit has transcended like the sport like they they made a joke about brad marshall licking the dude uh licking callahan on like the daily show like on comedy central yeah it was just a quick throwaway they didn't like spend time on it but like they had a quick little throwaway joke like that's like well literally like you've transcended the bruins you've transcended hockey now they're talking about you in like all these other things that's like that's the only story nationally about the Bruins that anybody gives a shit about is Brad Marsh and licking people. Right. And they had an incredible season gross. and it's all over shit. <laughs> I just wish someone had gotten to him like four games before because his actions had a measurable impact on the team. Totally. On the calls they got, on how Tampa played, like how they were allowed to play. On the calls they got or didn't get. Yeah, or didn't get yeah. Yeah, in some cases. And it's like... In you, that game five, Marshan himself got called for the yeah. embellishment. Uh, right. He, there was, there was a, some hooking that he did not get called for. A myriad for that of calls that had. he didn't yeah. get throughout both series, the Toronto series and also the Tampa series. So yeah, it's, it's affecting the team on the ice. It's affecting the... This is where I hear the upper management aspect of it though. Like the perception of the team, the, the national reputation of him and by extension the Bruins like you fucked up you shouldn't be licking people like that's not 
Great. <laughs> and it went from like a little kiss, which was like funny once. It's funny once, but it's like a five-year-old that like if you laugh at their joke once, they just keep making the same joke over and over again with like right. bigger and bigger embellishments. Like yeah. my niece does that. And we're like, okay, it's not. Like, oh, that's such a we, good point. How do we keep laughing at her? But also be like, cut it out. It's yeah. Annoying. Yeah. That's him. Like, oh, we all laughed the first time. I thought it was funny. And so now he's like, oh, I can do more. I can do it again. And I right. like, got excited and then like face washed that guy. And it was like. Okay. <laughs> no one thinks you're bunny anymore. You've gone too far. I'm disgusted. Uh, that's such a good point. Yeah. Um, so we all need to stop reacting. Had they won the cup, though, it would have been legendary. But they didn't. Yeah, so course. there you go. <laughs> well, that's how it goes. You know, like. History yeah. is written by the victors. Sure is. Um, the Washington Capitals. But <laughs> yeah, so I just thought that was interesting. The, the tone. And, and, you know, we'll see next year if it actually changes. And it wouldn't be totally unprecedented for like a player to like get that out of their game like, well sure but can he be the player he is without that th- nuisance streak that's the question the, can can he remove that part of him from like the, what he does on the ice I, I don't like see this is why i thought the licking and the kissing was kind of genius because it was a way for him to sort of scratch that itch of having to be like a pest yeah without actually like causing anybody physical harm right. you know he needs to come up with a couple other tricks up his sleeve though not keep going for the same one time yeah, after the time. The trick he needs to discover is talking to a therapist <laughs> and working through Wait, some of these I issues. I recommend one if he because, wants. And he says this in the thing, you know, I think my game's, you know, gotten to a pretty good point, which is he's, you know, being humble there. But like, sure. he's like a fucking superstar. Right. You know, 30 goal plus scoring. Like, like he can just walk away from that whole aspect of his game and still be great. Yeah. It's like he plays with a chip on his shoulder. He's it's like the Tom Brady effect. Like he feels like he's always gonna prove himself. Right. But, but the, the way, way that he proves himself manifests. is weird. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just with this weird, like, like dirty streak. Yeah. Most recently it's just it's taken a step into the obscure w- world of the ridiculous in <laughs> yeah. the licking and the kissing. But up until then, he's just been dirty. Right. Anyways, so that was my thought from that. I don't know. We'll see about Brad we'll Marchand. See what happens. But I can just pick. I just I have this. Right when I heard that for the first time, I was like, oh, Cam nearly ripped his face off. It had to have been nearly. I can't think of anybody else who would have that much like impact. Yeah, you're probably 100% right. I didn't even think about that. I just figured like someone yelled at him. It didn't even occur to me who it was. Oh, you're, it's got to be Cam. You've got to be 100% right. The Cam was like, what the fuck are I will you fucking doing? I can break still you in fight. Half. <laughs> I will kill you. It just is like, I didn't. I, okay. Sorry, yeah. sir. <laughs> please don't, please don't throw me off yeah, this balcony. I mean, that's part of the value of having someone like that in that position, you know, president of hockey operations, whatever it is. Like, you know, he's not the GM. He's not the coach. He's just the guy in charge of lots of shit. Still the enforcer. And like, he can fucking rip people's faces off. I think he ripped Brad Marchand's face right off. Probably. So anyways. You think he came at him with a skate or something? I don't know what he did. I just picture him <laughs> like style. loosening up his tie, like locks the door behind That's him. That's exactly <laughs> like, what I picture. Somewhere like down in the basement at the garden too, yeah. like not in like an office, just like I in picture the, his in office just garage. having like hockey boards all along the side of it <laughs> that have that give like when you smash someone into the glass so he can just ripple. like pick them up and like bash him off of it and it's just like dung 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 and, and brad's like i'll never do it again sir i'm so sorry i never want to come back here again this yeah. is weird <laughs> where did this room come from <laughs> it just rises up from <laughs> anyway uh, dojo maybe he just like shot pucks at him while he was know. talking across the office stand there yeah don't move take your tongue out yeah you know what's funny too so uh it was brad martian's birthday like last week or something like that and like the bruins you know posted their like happy birthday brad just like you know generic yeah. thingy and i clicked on the comments and it's just tongue emojis that's what I a did sea it. of tongue emojis i was like yep 
<laughs> this is why they're pissed because now that's like a, that's a thing that's that a exists. Thing. You can't get rid of it now. It's like totally that's that's uh, that's going to be on him forever. Yeah, now he's Brad the You're going to have, you know, fans holding clever signs in the stands of opposing rinks like, yeah. like Lick this, this bitch or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you would say. Very clever. We both have the same Super idea. clever. Super clever. <laughs>all right let's want to get into some basketball sure it's our forte after all we're very strong in talking about basketball it's a good thing the celtics have continued on their streak okay so celtics are in the eastern conference final do you have any uh do you have any uh uh, parting thoughts from the philly series did you watch that fifth game i sure did i watched all the games yeah okay that fifth game was great yes uh that's the game it came right down Oh the yeah, there was the touchdown pass. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, it was a week ago, folks. Give us yeah, a break. come on. And we're not great at basketball, as we said. <laughs> Some guy hit the ball. Down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it came down to the wire. I think that's good. Like that's an exciting way to move on to the next series too. Like if you'd blown that team out, you're kind of like. Yeah, I mean, cool. good that it happened, but the game itself not super dramatic. Right. Yeah, right. game five was a great game in a good series. Yeah. I think it was like game five and game three. Game three was the confetti game. Yeah, game three is my favorite. So. Um, but game five was good when at home. Uh, oh, our friend from the Should I Go See It podcast, Bill, was mm-hmm. at the game and freaking was out. texting us. Freaking we were out. not as nervous as apparently we should have been. Comfortably watching <laughs> on. My, yeah, I wasn't nervous at all. <laughs> I was when it got down to the last two minutes. I was like, fuck, Bill might have been right. And I was ragging on him for being nervous. <laughs> I felt I felt good. I felt good the whole way through. Uh, here's something interesting. Speaking of betting on sports, the Celtics were um, what's the word? Underdogs. Underdogs. Home dogs. Every single game of that series, including Game Five. At that point, they had won both home games. Won one of the games in Philly. Lost the Scott Foster game. The 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 NBA mm-hmm. fucking uh, setup game. Yeah. And yeah, they they roll into Game Five at home, having won three out of the last four. In the fourth game that they did lose was with the help of the NBA and the refs just to course, extend the fucking extend the series. series. And they're still not favored. Like that was just crazy to me. Yeah, it's crazy. I think that like Vegas they not and the odds maker they do usually adjust. I think they had a hard time believing that like Simmons and Embiid would go down that quickly based yeah. on how Philly had played, particularly in like the second half of the year and like rolling through some of their mostly through their first playoff series. Yeah, totally. And, and so I think th- you know they just had a hard time believing that they would go down. In five games. I guess so. Everyone kept predicting that game to go to seven, uh, series to go to seven games. Yeah. And, and apparently Vegas and the odds makers were convinced. sitting there too, convinced that, yeah, they think a series out of it. It's funny that like, I think a lot of Celtics fans really like this idea that they're like scrappy underdogs. Yeah. I had actually been resistant of that label and that mindset all year because I, w- I was like, can we not consider ourselves scrappy underdogs anymore? Like you have fucking Kyrie Irving. Like you're not underdogs. You're like, you are a favorite. You are yeah. a like I never bought into them being underdogs when Kyrie was playing. Right. Because you're right. You have a superstar. It's a superstar driven league. We talk about that all the time. One player can make a difference in a game. And so I was like, if you have Kyrie Irving, you can't be a scrappy little nobody. Remember team. that? Remember that game against Houston in the regular season? And they lost in the last minute and everyone was like, ah, oh, well, they played great shows that they can hang with the you yeah, know, the yeah, best yeah. teams in the league. It's like, yeah, right. You shouldn't have to be pr- that. that <laughs> right. That's not a moral victory like that. Yes, you should hang with the best teams of the league. Yeah, you you don't get moral victories when you have a superstar. Right. So anyways, the point is, uh, I'm generally resistant to the underdog thing. But now, like the thing with this team is it's totally legit. 
Like yeah. I'm I'm in on like when you are legitimately an underdog, I'm like down to treat you like an underdog. So like that's right. great. And get excited when you like play way above your expectations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, I was personally of the belief that they would beat Philly. Like I don't know, maybe I'm just stupid and don't know anything about basketball, but well, I, I felt like yeah. they were gonna win. <laughs> um, but at this point, yeah, basically whatever happens is gravy. Because if they get oh, yeah. blown out, if they lose the next four games and like you know just get stepped on by LeBron James, then like, whatever, well, was, what are we going to say? Does. We're going to be like, well, okay. I, I, I said they were playing on house money in the Philly series. Yeah, so I'm definitely like, but yeah, lots, dude. lots of people were, you yeah. weren't alone. I well, was in the minority. Whatever you got going on from here. Like, okay. Yeah. It's you, all gravy. Now it's moral victories. All right. So I have a question for you. Okay. I love questions. So, uh, on, we're on the eve of game two. Yeah. Right. We are. Game one was a blowout as we all know. Mm-hmm. Do you think that was more, Celtics win or Cavs loss? I I hate to say it being from Boston. Yeah. But I feel like it was a Cavs loss. Yeah. The Celtics played wire to wire incredibly. And I think that that was the right game plan. Like they had to come out strong and like Mm -hmm. assert themselves and they played great defense. I just think LeBron, he's an older player. He's a tenured player. He carries that Cavs team. Like as LeBron goes, so goes the team. And you know, he's the kind of guy that like sees the writing on the wall. And if it's not their night, he'll quickly like phone it in and be like, man, get you next time. Yeah. So I wouldn't be shocked if they like banged out four wins in a row. Yeah. And just like crush them today. Yeah. What do you think? Uh, I think the loss was, I think the fact that the Celtics won was on the Celtics. I think the margin of victory, I think the blowout nature of it was the Cavs were certainly complicit in that. Like they stopped. They stopped trying. And by they, I really mean he, because again, like as, as LeBron goes, so go the Cavs. Like, he only shot like 16 times or something like that. Like, you, yeah, can't you just stupid. like look at that number and determine how much he was trying? I think it was only in the third quarter that they scored over 20 points. So it's like he came out at halftime and was like, well, let's see if we can get this together. And then couldn't and was like, meh. Yeah. <laughs> Not our night. Whatever. Yeah. And, and, and a lot of that third quarter was he was on the bench, too. Like, that was like the other guys who were like not still LeBron, trying not just like fucking saying fuck it yeah one thing that's something i do think is totally fraudulent though yeah lebron was asked in a in the post-game press conference about like game ones in general because it's not you know he's won plenty of series after yeah. dropping game ones and he was basically like yeah like if you like you know if you've like paid attention to my history you know that like game one you know a lot of time it's like a feeling out process which is so fraudulent which like sidebar the fact that we are in a LeBron series is so great because he is such a douche at the I, I podium. Like the things Every. he says are just like so nauseating. This being one of them, like there have been plenty of times in the recent history, like look at game one against Toronto in the yeah. previous series where he comes out in like is a fucking freight train. Like don't tell me that you take game one to like feel out the other team. Right. It's not like, like you never played the Celtics bullshit. Before. Yeah, you played the Celtics four times this year or right. something like that. You played them in the Eastern Conference final last year. Like shut up. Don't t- just like, just say you lost. You lost. Like, oh, so you lost on purpose? Is that what the implication is there, LeBron? Like, this was a feeling out process, so you lost on purpose? Yeah, you gotta test the waters, find out yeah, what's gonna work like, what against them. What the fuck them. is that? Scouting the opponent, so kind fraudulent. Of thing. Oh my god! And he was dressed like the goddamn nutty professor, and I like can't take it. Do you know who else was dressed like the nutty professor? Who? The whole goddamn team. Have you heard about this? No. So that suit in the that he was wearing gray suit with like a little sweater vest underneath with a tie is like some sort of like custom designed suit for LeBron. The whole team is wearing them. The, all the Cavs have the same suit that LeBron picked. This is a real, this is a real fact. I'm not even speaking. So LeBron picks out a suit and he says, the whole team's wearing these and the whole team goes, 
Okay. And so the whole team, the whole Cavs wear the same suit, like two and for, for road games anyways, because that's when they do the whole like dress nice yeah, suit yeah, thing. Yeah. And they all have the same bag. They're all black leather bags, except LeBron's is a, a gator, alligator bag. Isn't that fucking insane? That's like what so kind of weird. person? What kind of person does that? Like what a maniac. That is the real Oh my god, yeah, I don't I'm glad you brought up, I'm glad you brought up the suit thing cuz it's important. I just thought it was a suit, you know? Like it was a weird, you know, he had yeah, the little weird. stupid yeah, circular glasses and stuff like that. But like, like whatever. What are you doing? NBA guys wear all sorts of wild wild shit to the fucking Yeah, podium. usually they each wear their own thing though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So LeBron has like dictated the outfits of the rest of the Cleveland Cavaliers, so they, like, which is get, crazy. Get off the bus. They get on the bus and off the bus wearing the same outfit and yeah, then like a they fucking all, acapella band. Then they all change into matching warm-up you know, suits you, yeah. under which they're wearing matching uniforms? You, presumably, yeah. It's, the only place that they can sort of like have some individuality is like, you know, undergarments. To, who knows? We don't know. Yeah, well, Maybe I mean, they have to wear true. LeBron James underwear. I bet he has an underwear line. I could look that up. <laughs> yeah, I, that, that part, I heard that on the radio and it just blew my mind. That's so weird. Yep, and everybody gets the black leather bag except LeBron who has the game. What bag. if I want a brown leather bag? Get fucked. Go play I'm for a different team. team. I'm off the team. <laughs> so when they did that whole like, is this just a playoff thing? Because like when they did that whole season shakeup, did he have to buy a whole new set of suits? <laughs> that could really add up. Well, it's not even clear who's buying. I would hope that it's LeBron. But uh, no, I think this is just it's a like playoff thing, but I, I could be wrong The worst bridal that. party of all time. Yeah, <laughs> brutal. Everybody, all your ushers wearing the same yeah. suit. It's just like who, like what makes He's you... such a narcissist. It's insane. It's literally insane. Like what makes you think that you can do that this looks these good are grown on me. men it'll look good on grown all men, of you professional athletes and you're telling them what they should wear yeah, but they're doing what it they wear. why are they doing it because he's fucking lebron i'd be like are you out of your goddamn mind uh, that looks terrible on me i'm not wearing it who yeah i mean i don't know i don't understand how you can get a whole team of like grown men to be that like this is how cults get started it literally is like how you see how easy it is for people to fall in line yeah, it's just crazy to me that like that's. Anyways, what well, I even remember what we were talking about. Know. Oh, we're talking about LeBron being a douche professor. in press conferences. Yeah, but this just like a whole other <laughs> turn into yeah. some kind of uncharted territory. Yeah, and his yeah his sort of just tone and demeanor of like the after the post game uh, post game and game one was very like yeah whatever you guys are gonna make a big deal out of this and I'm not making a big deal out of this which like that part of it is fine to me like sure. it's LeBron James like it is ultimately. Not a big deal that right. he lost game one. You lose a game occasionally. Like, that's sure. fine. That'll happen. That happened in the Indiana series just weeks ago. Like, it's happened throughout his career. It's actually not a big deal. But, like, just the way that he, like, comes Says off yeah. is just like, oh, oh, so not only was it not a big deal and you're not concerned, but, like, it was, it was a feeling out process. So you just did it. You did it on purpose. Okay. Because cool. you're still cool. in charge. Cool. In I'm going to go. I'm going to leave. Yeah, I know. <laughs> this is stupid. So uh, what's your prediction for the series? Are we ready to get there? Did you want to? No, 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 no. I'm ready to get there. I'm ready to get there. Uh, It's so hard. Oh, my God. It's so hard after game one to not say Celtics because I I honestly think they have a chance of winning. I don't think it's hard to say not the Celtics. (laughs) But so exactly. Right. That was weird. (laughs) That sentence took me a while to unpack. But yeah, I mean, I I guess I'm still picking the Cavs. Like I want the want like hell the Celtics to win. Oh, I think that would yeah. be awesome. Who doesn't want to see LeBron embarrassed and see the Celtics move but like, on? And it would be sick to see them play Golden State. Let's just be honest. That's who's coming out of the West. Yeah, of course. I would love to see, to your point, this scrappy now scrappy underdog team like take on the kings of the NBA, basically. Yeah. And just I don't know. I'd like to see what just happens. Just see what happens. Yeah. yeah I mean they'll probably fun. lose, but like whatever. Just get I mean, getting to a finals is like that's that's the Sick. 
Yeah. Because that would be like, I again, I don't consider the Philly series like a true upset. I guess you could call it an upset, but like, I don't know. I just don't. I just, someone can try to convince me, I guess, but like, I just don't view it as People a real will. upset. Like, yeah. this would be in there, like, NBA playoff series upsets are exceedingly rare. Yeah. Like, if they were to beat LeBron and beat the Cavs, that would be like legit, like, upset like nobody would have expected that to happen mm -hmm. they have home court we've talked yeah. about how important that True. is true yeah game two is critical i mean i think i honestly think if the celtics win game two and they can find a way to just steal game three Cavs will quit oh yeah if they go up 3-0 yeah Cavs will quit they, if they if they didn't quit they Cavs are never like you can never count them out right no, like you can no. never like actually count them out until it's totally over, over. Right. um but yeah if they win if they take care of business tonight game two yeah and just by some miracle, find a way to steal game three. I think, I think they're just, the Cavs will just be like, yeah, well, fuck it. Fuck it. <laughs> like it doesn't, I just don't think LeBron has the energy to carry another team like that. I don't know. I think he could get, he gets that like, he's so big on his like legacy and how people perceive him. Mm -hmm. It doesn't stop him from acting like a complete a-hole that he might be like, I can't lose to these people and like just figure out a way to like push everybody out of his way and just carry it forward. Yeah. I wonder the, I wonder what that how that psychology would work if Kyrie was there. I wonder oh. if Kyrie was there if LeBron would have been such a dog in game one. No, he would have come out so hard. There's in game a lot one. of motivation there's there if Kyrie's lot, on the floor. Yeah. Yeah. I almost maybe it's like a reverse psychology. LeBron wants to lose to the Celtics to be like, see, you're not that good. They beat me without you. Like, whoa, whoa that would be such a mind fuck. Yeah. <laughs> that's a fucking that would have to be a lot of hate because yeah, I don't yeah, think yeah. LeBron's ego could take the blow to losing to a team that doesn't have a superstar on it. See, I think he could if he just like quits. Because here's the thing like, I feel like if LeBron wants to prove the point that like the Cavs suck, all he has to do is pass the ball. And it will be revealed that the Cavs suck. Yeah. Like if he just passes you think he, go, he goes 30 times a game and takes 15 shots, then like yeah, he'll be able to walk away from that series and being like, look at these bums. I can't win with these bums. I got to get you out went, of here. You know, three for 11. You went two for eight. You went, you know what I mean? But it's just like the real truth is that like LeBron, if you assert yourself, you'll win. Oh. You decided not to assert yourself. Therefore, yeah. you lost. But like, I think he could if he wanted to protect the legacy he could just defer and then he could be like, oh, well, look what that's, you surrounded me with. That's you know? dark. That's his way out. I think he Cleveland. is like the thing is LeBron James isn't stupid. Like he's a smart dude. He's yeah. just a, a megalomaniac and right. an asshole. Oh, like I think he could. I, I don't think, you know, I think he's like smart enough to know that like that could be what you do. And that's how it would be spun in the media. Nice. So you're picking calves. Yeah. I still have to. Yeah. Brain with the calves, heart with the seas. Exactly. You know, by the time people listen to this, they're going to have the benefit of hindsight. True. Because we're going to know how Tuesday's game worked out. Yeah. <laughs> I think. I'm agree I'm with you. Like, if they win tonight and can steal either three or four in Cleveland, you have the chance of LeBron being like, fuck it. These clowns are stupid. I'm heading to LA. Yeah. I'm out of here. Which is the dumbest decision in the world. But if they lose tonight... I, you know, then it gives credence yeah, to LeBron's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just figuring out in game one and he right. just smoked shit for four right. games. Yeah. I mean, if, if LeBron drops like 50 points right. and like just goes nuts. Crushes them. Yeah. 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 Anyway. But I think, I think the quit factor only comes if the Celtics win tonight and win game three. Cause yeah. if they, if Celtics take game two, Cavs take game three, Celtics take game four. Yeah. I don't think you get that same, like, fuck this thing as you would if the Celtics won three in a row. Yeah. You know, I think the real tank job only happens if they go down three Oh, Okay. Well, we'll see how it plays out. Hey, that's just me. By next week, we will have gotten in like 
I don't know, a game and a half at the rate that these series move in the NBA. Yeah, true. Actually, that's true. We'll, I think we'll be in between games four and five next time we record. Nice. Anyways, you want to rip this lightning round? I do. Yeah, you got places to be. I do. You ready? I'm ready. All right. There was an article claiming that uh, Scott Foster, who's an NBA referee, is too quick on the whistle and basically manufactures long series due to his calls. This could be argued that it's good for the NBA because there are more games, therefore more revenue. Do you believe the NBA refs are tainted? That's a good question. (laughs) (laughs) I do a little. I think it's hard to get away from that, like shadow of the Donaghy scandal Mm. and when you're watching these things happen and like some refs swallow their whistle some refs are quick on it and like that can be you know different people call games differently but it's interesting how often it happens in a way that like propels one team forward so that a series continues and I think at the end of the day the right team wins the series Mm -hmm. but you know it's hard not to look at how like things get called and sometimes the last two minutes it's like whistle 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 sometimes it's no whistles, you know, and it's just kind of like... Yeah, and the Foster thing, too, if you look at some of the watch. games uh, that he's refed this postseason, yeah. it's always been the one-off game. The one game Philly won, yeah. Foster was the ref. The mm-hmm. one game that I think... Golden State, uh, I think, lost one. Yeah, it was... Fo- like, they just dropped Foster in to get these series extended to, to right. let the other team win and then just, like, just get more games out of it. Yeah, like when they see a series going a certain way. Yeah. Yeah, they kind of want to swing the tide. And it creates more interest, too. Like, it generates more buzz. Right. A team goes up 3-0, and you're like, man, a team's 2-1, and okay, now you got more of a series. How do you feel if you're on. just Brad Stevens, though, and you, like, roll up on the game, and you're just like, oh, we got Foster tonight. Fuck. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess it depends if you're the underdog or not. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> like, if they get it him in this like, series, Ew. he's like, yeah. <laughs> 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 All right, go ahead. Uh, the Patriots and Bill Belichick just hired martial arts expert Joe Kim as a pass rushing consultant. Presumably, he'll help with learning close combat skills, which is very important for a defensive line, I guess. Uh, Kim has worked with NFL teams since 1992 when, ironically, Bill brought him to work with the Browns. Is this some kind of gimmick, or does Bill have something here? You know, I don't consider myself an, a D-line expert. Really? However, yeah. <laughs> uh, I think it's probably reasonable if he's had jobs in the nfl like you know since for that long like he hasn't because yeah, bill started him right sure but if he's the, he he hasn't he didn't get hired in 92 and then took a 30-year hiatus and now he's back in 2018 yeah. i assume right so like there is like a hand-to-hand like hand checking sort of element to pass rush and to you know um pass protect so like yeah sure it's yeah. real Could i mean be- they're not going to be like you know fucking Sweep the leg. Spin kicking people. But like, yeah, just like the hand (laughs) stuff, it's important. Yeah, it could be like a placement thing. Like how do you control your your body placement? Oh, yeah, totally. I mean, that's like a whole aspect of it, of like getting that leverage without holding and like, you know. Yeah. We'll see. The last team he was with, again, was the Browns. So, Hmm. (laughs) yeah, Yeah. it's not like Super Bowl contenders are using them here. Yeah, right. Just as food for thought. I didn't give you that fact before I made you answer the question. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for withholding that. Um, All right. So LeBron douche press conference question. Yeah. Um, After getting blown out in game one, uh, he still managed to be, nevertheless, he persisted to be an arrogant douche in the post-game press conference talking about his photographic memory. Uh, We'll play the clip. Yeah, let's. The start of the fourth, I think they cut it to 14. Um, Do you have any idea what, I mean, I think they scored seven quick ones. Anything what 
happened there? What happened? Um, we ran him the first possession. We ran him down all the way to two on the shot clock. Marcus Morris missed a jump shot, followed it up. He got it. They got a dunk. Uh, we came back down. We ran a set for Jordan Crawford. I mean, Jordan Clarkson, and he came off and missed it. They rebounded it. Um, and we came back on the defensive end, and we got a stop. They took it out on the sideline. Jason Tatum took the ball out, threw it to Marcus Smart in the short corner. He made a three. We come back down, missed another shot. And then um, Tatum came down and went 94 feet, did a roll step, and made a right-hand layup timeout. <laughs> there you go. Oh, the clapping oh makes me want to jump off a building. Who's clapping? The fucking Cleveland oh, media yeah, is who's clapping. Shit. Okay, so the question is, are you impressed by this? No. First of all, he was wrong. <laughs> he, he, like, was, he was wrong a about a couple of key things. pieces, like his own turnover, which is great. And the name of his teammate. Yeah, self-editing, I suppose, is always helpful when you're trying to sell a story. Yeah, he claims he has this like photographic memory. He's also recalling something that happened I don't know, 15, 20 minutes ago by the time this press yeah, conference Yeah, it was like happened. an hour and like, a half. Like, this the, is immediately afterwards. It's the fourth quarter of the game he just played. Tell me what happened in the third quarter of a game you played on, you know, January 22nd, 2013, and maybe I'll be impressed. I'm yeah. not impressed by that. I'm annoyed by it. Yeah. Like, also, not what she was asking. Yeah, so that, that's what I was just about to say, is that, like, the the impressiveness of the of the of the recall, I guess we, we can debate. Personally, I'm not impressed by it. I, he he's just remembering events that literally happened an hour and a half ago on the court. Right. Like that's not that crazy. And he's kind of he got some stuff right and got most of it right. Got some stuff wrong, just like a normal person would. Right. If you were trying to recall the specifics of something that just happened, you know what I mean? Like sure. whatever. The order of events. The the fact that he answered the question in that fashion. Because she was basically saying, you guys cut the lead to 14, and then it, like, it right, and then, then collapsed. Like the, clo- the closest they got all game, pretty much, is they cut the lead to 14, and then it went away again. What happened? And he's like, what happened? Well, this happened, then this happened, then this yeah. happened, then this happened. Does that answer your question? It's like, does the fact that he answered the question in that way, like, oh, you're such a douche. <laughs> I know. Such a douche. <laughs> it's like painstaking to watch. Like, the and literal more, what happened yeah, thing is just oh, like, you're so an asshole. Irritating. Would, let me ask How you hard is it to just be like, yeah, well, you know, they made some shots. We got to do better on defense. Like, yeah, they were defending us. They, we'll see you know, game great two. hands in our face. Like, knew how to play defense, not get called. Like, awesome. Yeah, it's so easy even to like, not be an asshole. Were, there, say they were cheating. I don't even tremendous care. <laughs> amount of effort just to treat that reporter like an asshole. Right. You know, yeah. so easy to just be like, yeah, I mean, you know, we could go through the specifics and we'll we'll watch it on tape. But like, they made the plays. We didn't make enough plays, and like, well, we're moving on. Right. Done. Such an ass. Anyway. And if I would if that was game one of the of last year's Eastern Conference final, I would have been impressed. Yeah. But sure. that was literally like you're the asking him you just in the evening about his afternoon. Right. Like what'd you do today? Could you tell me specifically where you went, what you bought, what you did, I where could. you drove, yeah. where the traffic was, where there wasn't? Like, you know, like that's not hard. <laughs> Moving on. Easy question. No, you this is yours. Yeah. So we're watching the Celtics play, have kind of an unbelievable run. Mm-hmm. If you had to pick do you keep Brad or Danny? I keep Brad. Really? Yeah, I think that da- I, I think Danny Ainge is a really good talent evaluator mm-hmm. uh, in the NBA, but I don't think he's like a special, you know, a, a special talent of of evaluating players. Like he's a really good GM. Don't get me wrong. This is a tough question. This is why we're asking. Right. But like, I think Brad Stevens could be like one of the greatest coaches to coach. <gasps> oh, oh 
my God. Could Craig be. Stan, could be. Could be. Not isn't. You. Not listen isn't. to you. Could be. Not will be. And also not is. Okay. Could okay. be. He's you're, young. You're, he could coach for a super long time. You know what I mean? Like he sure. could be, you know, he could do that. Uh, I just don't think that Danny is like a, a gift to, to being an NBA GM. See, I disagree. He's won one championship in like 20 years of being the Celtics GM. If he was that special, they would have had more than that. <laughs> I would keep Danny. Wow. I think he has made the right decisions in the draft, which is hard to do. We watch a lot of teams not able to do it. He made moves that weren't always popular that people disagreed with that True. are now panning out. Mm -hmm. He got Al Horford that everyone was like, okay, I guess. And like, he's kind of stepping up in the playoffs. And so you're looking at it as like a, I don't know, maybe the guy's got something here. He knows how to compile teams. He's good at compelling players to play in this city, which notoriously has not been a city that NBA players are like hot to come to. Right. He got the first big three here. He's reassembling a new big three. And that was like a lot of negotiating and convincing and like getting people here and like selling the idea of being a Boston Celtic. Mm. Um, and I think that's really powerful long term. All right. All right. Gotta I'll have, take the coach. Got to have good groceries. I'll take the coach. <laughs> uh, okay. Final question for you. Yeah. David Price this week missed yet another start against the Yankees, mm -hmm. uh, this time due to what the Red Sox called mild carpal tunnel okay. in his wrist. They used the term mild when t t sure. telling this to the media, yeah. which might tell you something. Is David Price just ducking the Yankees here? Is he a hypochondriac? What's the deal with these injuries? Also, the, the going rumor is that this is <laughs> he got this injury from playing too much fucking Fortnite. I like that. Which for our older listeners is a video game yeah. in the locker room and at home and any 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 old place. Yeah, because he needed to improve his skills, he said, because he was like behind the other as a Fortnite. Guys. Yeah, as a Fortnite. As a Fortniter. Player. Yeah. Whatever. I don't know how to do it. Um I I feel like mild is the perfect word to describe David Price in general. Yeah. He's like kind of a punk ass bitch and doesn't. <laughs> I told you I was going to say it. <laughs> That's how I feel about him. I don't know that he's ducking the Yankees, but I think he looks for reasons not to pitch. Yeah. The fact that he's made his next starts both times. On the first Yankees one, he like left in the first inning with the tingling. And like now he missed a start because of this carpal tunnel. And I'm like, okay, is it really that bad? Like, can you play a little hurt? Do you have anything in there? You only pitch every five days. It's yeah. not like you get to go out there every day. So you get four days in between to like rest and recoup. Can you muscle through it a little bit? Maybe right. a cortisone shot, something to like get you going. Normal people go to work every day with like injuries and, and stuff. I just, he like doesn't have the fortitude. Do you think he like likes playing baseball? Do you think he enjoys no, it? No, I don't. I get the sense that he just doesn't like He was good, it. and he got told he was good his whole life, so we just kept doing it. And now he's like, okay, I guess. I'll yeah. just keep doing this. Like He's ta he's got, obviously, the physical gifts to do it. Like, you know, anybody in, who right. makes the, a major league roster, and certainly if you can get paid the way that David Price has been paid and pitch the way that he can pitch, like, the physical gifts are there. I just wonder, like, does he like playing it's baseball? It's a good point, and I, I you have know? to think no. Like it feels like he's just searching for reasons not to play. You know, and particularly against the Yankees, like we've all worked with people who hate their jobs and just like those people tend to find reasons not to show up. You right, know what I mean? Right, it's like, right. oh, I'm not feeling too great or like, oh, I'm this or that. And it's just like, Can I get out of here early today? I just have this. Thing. And it's just like you're sitting there feeling these questions. You're just like, I just, you, just leave. Why don't you just quit? Leave. Like, leave. <laughs> just get the fuck out of here. You no clearly hate it. No one's keeping you here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's not intentional. I get servitude. the sense that he just doesn't yeah. really like playing baseball. Right. So retire. You, you got plenty of money. Fucking leave. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Good advice. I do not like him. <laughs> that much is clear. Punk ass bitch comment. Yeah. <laughs> he that. is. Tough He's talk. A little douche. And 
He's not LeBron douche level. He's like no, he's a different flavor, different different yeah. different brand. Right. Uh, he's mild. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Way to bring it around. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. That's it for the lightning round. Oh, it's great. That was a good one. Uh, should be a good game tonight. I'm excited. And uh, tip yeah. offs at like bedtime. Is so. it? Eight thirty. Well, they say eight thirty. We uh, know that's not going to be true. Easy. Yeah. Nice. That's yeah. good for me. I'm old. I gotta get some sleep. <laughs> anyway, uh, follow us at Titletown Cast on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. If you still use it, you weirdos. Uh, you can like, rate, and subscribe on iTunes. You can listen on Stitcher, Google Play, iHeartRadio, really anywhere. Yeah, great. Whatever strikes your fancy. Nice work. I got it all right. This yeah. Week. Wow. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, right. We'll see you next week. Bye. Later.